All right. Hey, Nicola, I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show today. Hope you're doing well. Thanks, Jim. Really happy to be here with you. Yeah. So first, I'd just like to get to know you a little bit about your business and what you do. So if you could go into a bit of your background, that would be great to hear. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm, I run a online coaching business in the uh, holistic health and, and fitness space. So basically what I help clients do is um, I help them get a physique that they're looking for, build muscle, lose fat. And I do it from a holistic approach. So that means organic whole foods diet as much as possible. Um, eating clean, importance of um, time and nature, sun, grounding, and then also certain things, lifestyle things they can do, ways that they can change the cosmetic products that they use to um, adopt a holistic lifestyle, which in turn creates a healthier body, which is a body that is more able to build muscle and, and lose fat. So I'm kind of, I try to tie in holistic health with um, the fitness aspect for my coaching. Nice. I mean, I know in this modern world, it's, it's really hard to kind of maintain that holistic lifestyle. And I, I try to myself to follow some of those principles for someone interested in holistic health or just getting started on their holistic health journey. What would you recommend or how would you guide them along the way? Right. I think that's a good question um, because I think that there are a lot of people who maybe are just not aware of, of a lot of these things. And part of my health journey was kind of just realizing a lot of the ways in which modern society can be, let's just say, not ideal for, for perfect health. And so I think uh, a great way for someone to get started to just maybe start taking their health more seriously, maybe start to think about ways to make their life more holistic. I think the biggest lever to pull initially is probably just diet. I think you can, I think any person who can swap out a big chunk of the processed foods and get somewhere between 80 to 90% whole food diet, I think that's going to make a big difference in their life. I think just try and eat more whole food. So red meat, seafood, fruits, and veggies uh, is just really what I try to stick with. And I think just making that first jump can be a big step for people. And then on top of that, I would say trying to spend more time outside in nature. So if you could eat whole foods, start to move more and start to spend more time outside in the sun, I think those three things are are a great place to start. And I think anyone who just takes those three basic steps seriously will start to feel better and then probably start to get more curious about the other ways. You know, you can get really deep in particular with like which type of sea salt are you going to sprinkle in your water in the morning before your morning sunlight type of stuff. Um, but, you know, that I think usually comes more more down the line after, you know, you take basic things like like diet and, and time outside a little more seriously. Yeah, it's sometimes it can be overwhelming. So I think those yeah. are a really great foundation to start with. And I know you work with a lot of clients and what do you see in their progression? And if, when you're taking on a new client, kind of how do you go about changing those lifestyle habits you mentioned? Yeah, well, so initially 
it, we kind of do a little bit of an, an audit on, on the things that, that they're eating and a little bit of their lifestyle. I have them fill out a pretty lengthy, nothing crazy, but you know, a pretty in-depth questionnaire. Uh, we hop on onboarding call and I, I try to just um, get as good of a sense as I can about their, their diet and lifestyle. And yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of like what I was saying just before I try to, I give them resources, dietary guidelines and, and grocery lists and, and recipe books and things. Basically what, what I'm trying to do initially is to get them to hit the grocery store and make some of these, some of these meals themselves and get them to see how amazing the food can taste when you're eating healthy. You know, there's nature really provides everything. I, say this all the time, I, I eat a strict holistic diet, but I don't feel restricted in any sort of food group. Excuse me. I have savory, like, you know, meat and potatoes all the time. Um, I eat lots of fruit. I like my sweet tooth is satisfied very well by lots of fruit, dates, honey, maple syrup. All these things are, are natural and are good for you and, and are, and are healthy. So that's the beginning is getting the client to love eating holistically. Um, so that's like a big part of the diet. And then another, the, the two big things I work on initially are getting them to love eating healthy and getting them to um, love spending time in the gym a certain way that's going to really fuel muscle growth and boost their physique. So those, those are the first two things I focus on with new clients. Yeah, that sounds like a really great way to get them going. I'm sure like once you realize that, oh, food can be healthy and still taste good, it's like a, a a shift that you can almost make throughout your entire diet. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's a really important one. I think that a lot of people associate healthy diet with food that doesn't taste good or, or boring meals and things like that. And the, the truth is the best tasting foods are really the healthiest. If you have um, a grass-fed ribeye with some organic roasted potatoes on the side, have roasted potatoes in, in olive oil and and throw some garlic powder and some some grated cheese on top, like it's it you you're eating like a king and you're eating in a way that that promotes optimal health. So you can you can really you have to kind of just gain an understanding of which ingredients to use and there's something that me and other people in this space like to say a lot which is that there's really no unhealthy foods there's just unhealthy ingredients you can pair the right high quality ingredients and pretty much create any type of food you want and that includes things like ice cream and french fries uh and literally you can make marshmallows using healthy ingredients, maple syrup and, um, and gelatin and things like that. Um, gummy candies, you could, fruit juice and, and, um, a little bit of water and some gel. Like you can, you can make what's normally considered junk food into health foods by using the right ingredients. So I think it's kind of a, a, a mindset shift and, and a, a way of, of looking at food differently because, I mean, I think a lot of people maybe have had an experience like this at some point in their life where they they try 
a crash diet or an elimination diet and, you know, see some benefits, but the sustainability factor is just, is just not there. I mean, I used to, I had a time in my life where I did the, the keto diet and I really wasn't eating any carbs and I did, there were things about it that I liked, but it just wasn't a sustainable lifestyle for me. And, and the way I try to pitch the holistic diet is that, you know, eat all different kinds of foods, just make sure that you're, you're sourcing it properly. If you can get pasture-raised grass-fed meat, have your, get your fruits and veggies organic. Um, if you're buying wheat products, you can buy organic wheat to avoid the glyphosate pesticides that are sprayed all over American wheat. So there, there's, um, there's ways you can, we, as I said before, there's like some aspects of modern society are not ideal or optimal for your health, but there are things you can learn to, to get around that. And to sum it all up, once you start tasting the food and you realize how good it tastes, and then once you start um, feeling the changes in your body and your overall well-being, it's, it's a very easy sell. You just have to kind of get them over that initial hump. So it sounds like you're trying to work with your body instead of depriving it in a sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that, and again, that's the the beauty of, of the type of, of diet that I eat where I, I don't feel like I'm depriving my body of, of anything. I, I If I have a sweet tooth, there are, are certain ingredients that, that I go to and certain recipes that I have that I can make and, and truly eat things in, in a guilt-free way. And, um, and I eat every meal I eat, I, I, I love and enjoy. And I could say that even though I'm on a quote unquote, uh, strict diet. Yeah. Well, that's a great, you know, that's a great way to be. Yeah. So do you have any go-to meals that are like kind of your staples throughout the week? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, 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 most, the, uh, the bulk of my meals end up being, um, I usually do either potatoes or white rice as a bit of a, a carb source. And then I pair that with a protein. I switch it up, but, you know, usually something like ground beef, steak, uh, wild salmon or wild shrimp. And then, so that's, so those meats would either go with uh, a white rice or a potato. And then I'm a big fan of, of microgreens. So it's, uh, I've top, top those on top of there. I like Greek yogurt and I like hot sauce. And I, so I kind of create like a sort of, sort of mixture, like a bowl of, of, of a meat and a carb source that I like with some other micronutrient rich foods. And I could eat that all the time with no problem. Maybe crack an egg into it, mix it all together on the stovetop, just like a, a big mix. That's probably um, the majority of my meals are, are, are something like that. Um, when I'm not eating that way, I do like lots of steak. I eat lots of eggs, lots of snacking on lots of fresh fruit throughout the day. So it's it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff, and it's yeah, it's sustainable. I can never get tired of it. I mean, it sounds pretty delicious to me. <laughs> I know I know we've been on food for a while here, but you you mentioned the gym a little bit earlier. Is there specific training philosophy that you like to stick to, or how you structure your workouts? Yeah, yeah. So I, there's there's lots of different ways to move and all of them are great in their own way. Um, for me personally, when I spend time in the gym, I've always been drawn to more of a muscle building and hypertrophy bodybuilding type of type of style where 
I, when I was younger, I used to look up to the bodybuilders and look at their physique and, and want that type of look for myself. So that's what I've spent a lot of my time and energy in learning about. And so I help people more specifically looking to make changes in their, in their physique. So my training style is really catered to not necessarily how, how much I can raise my max bench press, but more so like, how can I um, build my, my pectoral muscles or how can I attain a certain physique? And, and that requires training, training in a certain way. Uh, a power lifter is not going to train the same way as, as a bodybuilder. Um, neither is, or an athlete, maybe if someone's trying to, maybe they're um, trying to get as fast as they can, that's, they're not going to train in the same way as someone who's trying to put on muscle. So that's that type of bodybuilder training style is, is what I've been focused on. And, and I have a lot of fun doing it in the gym. I, that's another thing too, where um, I try to not only sell them, sell clients on eating a certain way and seeing and showing them how enjoyable that can be. But for me personally, I, enjoy training like a bodybuilder i look forward to um pushing myself close to failure on, on certain sets and, and finding different lifts for different body parts that i like and and building that mind to muscle connection uh seeing my lifts progress over time where i like to, although i get excited about all those things so uh so that's that's the way i've been training lately i mean i think if you ask the majority of the population maybe once they're not competing in competitive sports anymore. I think most of us are, are training for some type of, I want to look better reason. Yeah. You know, so I really think that's at the, that's at the core of, of a lot of exercise programs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, and it's a, it's been exciting to help people reach certain goals. And, and I think a big part of it too is looking in the mirror and liking what you see. I think that goes a lot of, some people associate with a certain level of some people associate that with a certain level of vanity or whatever. But I, I kind of associated more with looking good and feeling good about yourself. And and I know personally, when I am at my most consistent in the gym, I look I look in the mirror and I, I like what I see and I, I feel good and it has an effect on my overall well being that carries throughout my day well past um well after my workout is finished it's just i i feel i feel my best when i'm consistent with my lifts in a certain way and, and i like to help people reach that same mindset yeah i mean it sounds like both about the, the gym and and the, the meal planning and the food that you're very passionate about this and these topics and i know in the past few years you started creating content around it and like we said before, start taking on clients for your online training business. So I'd kind of like to dig into that a little bit and see what really inspired you to to get involved in this field and what inspired you to start your business. Yeah. So thanks for asking that. My it kind of really started to the wheels first started to turn in terms of thinking about online business when I started learning a lot from Twitter. So I've had Twitter for years, always liked the app, and well, I guess now it's X, right? Um, I've ha I've had it for a long time, and a couple of years ago, I stumbled upon the the seed oil disrespector account. I don't know if, if you're familiar with with that guy, but 
uh, that was the first domino to fall for me in my holistic health journey was learning about seed oils, realizing the negative health effects associated with it and how pervasive they are throughout all of our society. So I was like, whoa, this is, it inspired me to, to, to learn more. And I started to gradually follow more accounts on Twitter and was just learning so much and, and applying them to my life and, and, and seeing the results in real time and really health Twitter got me into the, the best shape of my life. And over time, as I started to learn more and incorporate more, it became something that I was very interested in and passionate about. And after connecting with certain people on Twitter and, and then seeing the potential for running my own business in by looking at other people doing a similar thing, I decided I wanted to switch from a consumer of content to a creator of content. So I started to think deeper about the things I was learning, start to do my own research and just start putting, putting information out there because like I said, I had learned so much and seen so many benefits in, in my life. I figured that if I, start creating content, I could maybe have a similar effect on others, whether it's just educating them about a new food I'm eating or about a certain product. Um, and maybe I, I just, I was thinking, I guess, seed oils was the first domino to fall for me. Maybe I could create some of those dominoes to fall for other people as well. And further down the line, as I started to create more and more content, I started to think, wow, this could be a viable career path for me where I could work in an area that I'm passionate about, help other people and provide for myself all at the same time. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a, a great place to be. You mentioned that you, there's a specific point where you went from being a consumer to a creator. Was there a specific turning point where in your business you saw that, Oh, I can, I can actually do this. I can make this work. Yeah, I think <clears throat> it didn't happen right away. And it was something switching from consumer to creator was something that I had thought about for a little while. And before I made it a reality there, there, at least for me, when I was first getting started, there, there were those feelings of imposter syndrome. Do I really know enough to be taught i'm not an expert you know i didn't go to school for this certain certain limiting beliefs come up but eventually i just hit a point where the all right maybe i don't have formal training in 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 holistic health but i've i've trained myself and I, i've learned things myself and and seen results in in my own life and basically i just hit a point where I wanted to just take a shot and, and try something and, and try to just try to build something on my own and, and take a bet on myself in certain ways and, and try to put myself out there and try to help people. I can't, if I, it's hard for me to pinpoint an exact, an exact moment or, or switch. But once I started like the initial the initial barrier to 
creating my new Twitter account and, and posting my first content was, that was a little bit of a seat battle. But once I started to create content um, and started to connect with others online who had similar interests, it, it started to flow more easily. And I just felt com more comfortable putting myself out there. And, um, and yeah, that, that's kind of how it went. It just has become something that has become gradually more comfortable over time for me. So you mentioned that it's, it's a bit more comfortable. I think you're being a little bit humble there. You know, just before the, the call here, we were talking about how you had a TikTok video that hit almost 2 million views. <laughs> yeah. You're well, thank 20, you. followers from all your accounts. So I would love to kind of hear how you approach creating your content specifically for TikTok because you really seem yeah. to, to get a lot of virality there. Yeah, thank thank you. I do appreciate that. Um, yeah, I did. So as we were talking about earlier, I did have uh, one video recently, gained a lot of attention, got to almost 2 million views. I would like to preface this by saying I was consistently posting for a while in the 200 to 300 view range, not really seeing too many results. Um, but I just tried to stay consistent and and learn and, and, and see what worked. And then the way it's it's funny, the way it happens is the way it happened for me was, like I said, I was in a 200 to 300 view range for a while. When I uploaded that video, it was the same thing. I just hit send. Didn't really have too many expectations. And then for it just it just took off, which was exciting. And I think that the reality of, of posting content is that you it's great to I, I think ultimately the the ideal thing is to just completely be yourself and, and be your authentic self and put it out there and, and hope it resonates with people. For me, I wanted to just spend a little bit of time thinking about the hook certain little strategies that that can make a difference because i think we can anyone who's a consumer or who has tiktok and who has scrolled through that app can relate to you have a very small window of time to catch someone's attention and get them to stay onto your video and so in the context of of the type of content that i create in the holistic health space there are some more controversial topics and so while remaining authentic and and remaining um and having like integrity to put out true information i'm not telling anyone to lie or exaggerate to get attention but within the parameters of staying true to who i am and staying true to what i've i've learned about try to um you know get people's attention by saying like for in the context of this video that got 2 million views hey this common health food farmed salmon is actually a really problematic thing. And so you want to kind of, at least my mindset was to start out with that kind of attention grabbing thing, get someone to say, wait a second, like oh, I eat salmon. I thought it was healthy. And then from there kind of go into the details of, of, of why I have that opinion. So that, that's, that was my strategy for, for that video and, and something that, that I've been, those are like a little, a little, I guess, things that I think about before posting something is how can I get someone to grab, how can I grab someone's attention so that they stick around for 
the real important stuff, like, you know, why you should probably try to avoid this food in, in that particular example. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's scrolling their feed, you know, they're swiping, you got a, a split second to catch, catch their attention. So do it in a way that stays truthful to the matter at hand, but kind of really leading with that something that might shock them, right? And shock them because, oh my God, I eat salmon all the time. Why is it unhealthy, right? But you're not really going into the territory of just trying to draw their attention um, for the sake of it. It's to draw them into a, a bigger picture um, that ultimately will help them. Exactly. And when, when I in, when I think about the type of impact that I want to make with my content, you can only have that a certain level of impact by getting eyeballs on the page. And so, you know, a little bit of attention grabbing at the beginning, I think is worth it because I mean, if I had, let's say, I don't know, just had a, didn't put any effort into the hook, that video would have gotten 200 views and not had an impact. I had certain people reach out to me in the DMS and just in the comment section saying, wow, I didn't, I, didn't, I had no idea about any of this stuff about, I, I always thought it was healthy. I eat salmon all the time. I, you know, and so being able to get certain people to realize certain things is a, a huge part about why I started creating content in the, in the first place. And so I think that anyone who's looking to make some sort of impact with their content, whether it's in the holistic health space or in marketing or with, with anything, you have to think about, the ways in which you can get as many as many eyeballs onto the onto the piece as possible. Yeah, ultimately you have to there has to be some mechanism that draws them into whatever your product or, or coaching service might be. So clearly you're incredibly passionate about this holistic health space. I'd be curious to hear from you where you think the if you want to call it the industry is going and what are your goals maybe over the next few years, either in creating content or working with clients. Yeah, well, I think it's an exciting time for for people in the holistic health space. I'm still fairly new to this. I mean, I have really only been aware of these things for the last couple of years. Uh, and like I was saying before, once I once that first domino fell, and once I became aware of these things, I dove right in and wanted to learn as much as I can, and wanted to figure out, okay, how can I uh, mitigate my exposure to toxins and just optimize my health in all these certain ways. But I, it's been exciting for, from my perspective to see certain aspects gain attention and become more mainstream. I feel like when I first started to learn about seed oils, not so many people knew about it. Now I feel like it's in the it's like in the cultural atmosphere a little bit more. There's a little bit more awareness about seed oils. There's more awareness about certain topics. I, I see people's interest in things like regenerative agriculture on, on the rise. I see more people talking about things like, like grounding and getting sun. And so I think that, sure, a lot of, a lot of people still are, are unaware about these topics, but I think that the awareness is growing. I think that a lot of people, especially people in America, can understand the point of view and even relate to the point of view that, all right, maybe these big pharmaceutical companies and these big food companies 
don't have our best interests at heart and maybe we should take a closer look at some of the medications we're taking some of the the processed foods we're eating and realize that there are simple switches that you can make um that i think again coming back to the what i said earlier about people think that healthy food has to taste bad people think that if you want to live a healthy lifestyle, it's hard. You have to um, go through all these hoops and ladders. And the reality is there are some changes you need to make, but once you can integrate those changes with things like healthier foods, more time outside, the type of thinking about the material of the clothes you wear, think about the types of cosmetics you use, it, it, there's not as much friction as I feel like people think. And so it's an exciting time because I think more people are talking about these topics. And I think that the popularity of certain aspects of holistic health are, are only going to rise as, as more people become aware. I think as a, as a population, you're really gaining awareness in this type of field or really it applies to any human being, right? And you can really sense like a grassroots movement coming up, trying to get outside more, local food, natural food. So I think it's a movement that's only going to continue to grow. And I'm sure as this develops more, you'll be at the the top of the, the field ahead of the curve, you know, just like you are now. So I'm really looking forward to seeing where you take things. And yeah. I would just like to give you the opportunity for anyone listening to this podcast to give them a place to find you maybe the best um best resource or point them in the direction if they want to hear more yeah yeah absolutely thank you jim and and um going forward i'm, I'm very excited to be in this space to continue to talk about holistic health topics and to continue to help people live more natural and healthy lives and in addition to that help people feel more comfortable with with their bodies and, and feel better about themselves and so anyone who's listening you can find me on twitter and or x and on tiktok my handle is at holistic nicola so it's um holistic n-i-c-o-l-a and yeah feel free to reach out to me on either of those platforms on twitter i like to put out and the occasional long form thread on certain health topics and on on TikTok I'm I'm just kind of speaking from the heart about about certain things that I'm thinking about in the either holistic health space or I'm sharing certain things that I'm doing in the gym certain uh lifting tips that you can use to really break through that like any plateaus in the gym and do what you need to do to get to that point where you are you're happy with your physique so follow me on those platforms uh please feel free to reach out to me i'm always happy to get dms from people looking for for advice and things like that and yeah those are the those are the two places to find me twitter and tiktok holistic nicola i know i've learned a ton ever since i started following your content also extremely jealous of your chef skills and the pictures i see i'm just like damn <laughs> hey i i appreciate that and um you know as i said before the the best tasting food is always the healthiest one so that's another reason why like I, I like to share my meals is that you know you could you could eat healthy and really enjoy every meal better than 
than takeout or fast food or even most restaurants. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's 100% true. So Nicola, I'd just like to thank you for this conversation today and wish you nothing but the best with your business moving forward. Jim, thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's great to be talking with you. All right. Thanks so much. Bye.